I, I just want to say it has been a delight to see how many of you are participating beginning the Ecclesiastes studies on Wednesday night. I mean, it is, it is a thrill to at any time see people getting in the Word and, and uh, listening to things that will help and then coming and participating and, and what a blessing that is. And we are studying Ecclesiastes. Uh, musings that were recorded by Solomon, the wisest man God said that ever lived, of course, apart from Jesus Christ. And, and while, and while Solomon was, as we've seen already in, in the study, uh, intro to Ecclesiastes, was very wise in when he was given a blank check, at a young age, 18 or 19, and said, by God, ask me what you want me to do, what you want me to give you, and I will give it to you. And of all the things that he could have asked, I said in our group study Wednesday night, when I was 18 or 19, I would not have asked for that. I'm not sure I even would have today. But the wisdom that he had to say, God, I want the wisdom of an understanding heart. And indeed, God did bless him with that. And, and we will see as we go through the study how that um, he made many choices that turned away from that in certain regards. But then he came back and he finished strong. And we are blessed with the book of Ecclesiastes we are blessed with the book of Proverbs, and I invite you to turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 1. Last Sunday, we looked at true spirituality. How is true spirituality manifested? And we, we looked at the passage in Colossians 3 that um, we put on bowels of mercy and kindness and humbleness of mind. We looked at true spirituality. But today we want to look at what is true wisdom? Solomon asked for wisdom. Solomon was given wisdom. And you notice in Proverbs 1 and verse 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtly to the simple to the young man, knowledge and discretion. So he's writing these, and he said, My purpose of recording these Proverbs is to give wisdom, that you may know wisdom and instruction, that you may perceive the words of understanding. So he specifically tells us that the book of Proverbs was written to give wisdom. So we back up and we ask the question, what is wisdom? Exactly, what is wisdom? And there are many different definitions that can be given regarding wisdom. But one of them that a number of years ago I heard that anyway it stuck with me. It's wisdom 
is seeing things from God's perspective. Wisdom is seeing things from God's perspective. If you read the book of Proverbs, you will see things, you will learn to see things from God's perspective. Now think of it, there is nothing more practical than seeing things from God's perspective. In in realizing this, how do I see the Bible from God's perspective? If I see the Word of God from God's perspective, I'll really have a desire for it. How do I see prayer from God's perspective? Is it just something, a, a discipline that we are to do? How do I see the people in my life from God's perspective? God leads some pretty weird people into your life, doesn't he? I know that because he's led me into your life, all right? But there there are also people that are come into your life that that maybe rub rub you the wrong way. Wisdom is seeing that person from God's perspective. Wisdom is seeing the circumstances that come into your life from God's perspective. The red light that you you were in a hurry and and you did the lights are green and and I'm assuming that you get out of Lucas County because we don't have a stoplight in Lucas County, all right? But do you see all the events of life from God's perspective? That's wisdom. Do you see the lost from God's perspective? See, do you see cause and effect? Why is this happening? What caused this? Seeing things from God's perspective will have a better understanding. This is happening because it is the result of this decision. And if we would start to put on the lenses, so to speak, God, help me to see things from your perspective. That person that we view as, as an idiot and, and foolish, and that isn't how God views them. That, that situation that we view as hopeless and, and there is no, no help for it, that isn't how God views it. Wisdom is seeing life from God's perspective. And throughout the book of Proverbs and throughout the Bible, it reminds us that wisdom is something that we ought to seek after. Notice if you look in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 5. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Seeing life from God's perspective is the principal thing. So get wisdom. Proverbs 16 and verse 16. Turn there if you would. Proverbs 16 and verse 16. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold 
to get understanding rather to be chosen than silver. How much better it is to get wisdom, to learn to see things from life's perspective, than it is to get possessions or money or earthly earthly possessions. Now, there is a great difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge what is, is what is gathered over time. It may be through study of scriptures even. But it can be said that wisdom turns the knowledge into real life perspective. Wisdom is the fitting application of knowledge. Knowledge understands the light turned red. Wisdom applies the brakes rather than the gas pedal, okay? Knowledge sees the quickstand. Wisdom walks around it, avoids it. Knowledge memorizes the Ten Commandments. Wisdom obeys them. Knowledge learns of God. Wisdom loves God. And there's a great, great difference. But for the sake of our discussion here this morning, the definition, wisdom is seeing things, seeing life from God's perspective. So how do I obtain wisdom? Go back to Proverbs chapter 1 again. We said at the beginning that Solomon wrote Proverbs that we may know wisdom. Notice verse 7 of Proverbs 1. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Turn to Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. To obtain wisdom, it begins with the fear of the Lord. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 2. In Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 6, we put down here, this is a recipe for wisdom. Really, it's a recipe for the fear of the Lord, what is given. And I want you, as we walk through this, to notice how important it is that we pursue wisdom. It is not, and I understand, we'll get to this, it is not just asking for wisdom. Well, God said in James 1, ask, if you ask for wisdom, I will give it to you. He also says that there's a responsibility for us. And in Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee. Now, let's just stop here. He's beginning here and he's listing a number of things. And it culminates in verse 5 when he says, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So he's saying, Then... If you do this and this, and he's listing in these verses, he said, if you do this, then you will understand the fear of the Lord, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So we're going to walk through this, 
and we're going to see what it says, and you make personal application in your life or ask the Spirit of God to. So, if you will receive my words, in order to have wisdom, you need to receive the Word of God. I don't just mean go buy a Bible. I mean you are welcoming the Word of God into your life. You are receiving the Word of God. And, and we don't have time to go into detail on these. You can personally study these. But it's, it's spelled right out here. Number two, verse two, so that you incline your ear unto wisdom. Let me back up. Verse one, I'm skipping ahead of myself. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee. That's number two, memorize scripture. You receive his word and then you hide his commandments with thee. Thy word, Psalm 119, 9 through 11, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. So you receive the word and then there are parts of the word that you say, wow, I, I have got to have this. And you, you commit to memory. That's why we're encouraging you. On the bottom of the bulletin is the memory verse for, for our Wednesday study. And you're not going to get a new memory verse every week so that you don't have to think, oh, I'm a failure. I'm not getting it. We're going to work together on it. Remind me tonight that we need to work on it in our evening service, okay? But you, you receive the word. You, you want the word. And then you memorize the word. You hide the word. Now verse 2, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom. You listen to things from God's perspective. You listen to good godly music. You listen to good um, preaching. You listen to, to things that are helping you see God's perspective. You're bending your ear toward the good things. That's how you're going to get wisdom. This is what he's saying. He's spelling it out. Here are steps. What is it that you listen to? What is it that you bring into your life? You know, everything we bring in has an effect on us. And, and we want to bend our ear toward those things that helps us to understand God's perspective. Notice also in verse 2, and apply thine heart to understanding. You make personal application in your life. You apply your heart to understanding. Okay, I want to understand this, and how does this fit into my life? It doesn't do any good to hear truth, and it rolls off us like water off a duck's back, and we walk out, and it's never implemented into our life. That's not wisdom. You apply your heart to understanding. And it goes on, verse 3. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding. You ask for wisdom. Yes, indeed, we ask for wisdom. God, even as you're receiving the word, God, I'm sitting down to read your word. I pray that you would open my eyes that I may see from your perspective. God, as I go to work today, help me to see the situations that I face from your perspective. 
God, as I hear the news today, help me to see it from your perspective. In everything, we're asking for wisdom. God delights to give wisdom, but you can see that he, he holds us responsible for, for actions as well. And then he says in verse 4, If thou searchest her as silver, seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for, as for hid treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You search for wisdom. I always think of this in, in regard to searching for wisdom. You know, you're getting ready for church, and one of your kids missing a shoe. Go look in your room. They come back in two seconds. No, it's not in my room. Did you look? Yes, I looked. What it meant is they went kind of toward the room and looked, and no, it wasn't there. You go in there and you actually pick up some clothes or kick some toys out of the way and you look a little more deeper and what? You find the shoe. It's right there. There's a difference the way you look for things. When you've lost your phone or lost your car keys or lost your wallet, you search for it. It's not just a casual perusal. He says, if you search for it as for silver, he, he's not saying you go to the pawn shop and try to find silver. He's saying, his picture is, you're digging with an axe and, and a pick, and you're going through it, and you're sifting through this, this pan, uh, panning for gold. It was diligent work. It was persistent And he says, if you search the scriptures and you search for wisdom as silver, this is the principal thing in my life. I want to see things from God's perspective. This is the most important thing in my life. I am committed to searching for it. Now, see, right there, that that involves a whole life, what we're talking about right there. But he says, if you do that, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord, and you will find the knowledge of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, turn with me quickly to, I don't mean turn quickly, but you can turn quickly. Proverbs 9 and verse 1. It says, Wisdom hath builded her house, she hath hewn out her seven pillars. In case you haven't seen, there's a lot of wisdom in Proverbs already, okay? And that's why years ago I was encouraged by someone to read a proverb every day. Today's the 16th. You read Proverbs 16. So you go through Proverbs every month. And it's still a practice that, that I have in my life. And, and it helps me to see things from God's perspective because you know what? My, my head... My my perspective is always going to my way, not seeing it God's perspective. I'm often distracted, and I need to be brought back to this. But I've read this over and over again. Wisdom hath builded her house, hath hewn out her seven pillars. And I thought, that's interesting. What are the seven pillars? And I'm I never really 
found anything in my studies. And I'm not saying this is it, although I personally believe that it is. But turn, if you would, to James chapter 3. If this is the seven pillars, that's a good thing. If it's not the seven pillars, it's still a good thing, okay? So let me just share with you. James chapter 3, and notice, if you would, for the sake of time, we're not going to read verses 13 through 18, but in this he said, Who is a wise man? He says, if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, don't glory in that. You don't have wisdom. That wisdom is earthly, sensual, and devilish. But notice verse 17. The wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy, And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. He said, evidence that you are seeing things from God's perspective is not that you'll know a lot of facts and figures. Evidence that you have wisdom that is really from above is that you will have these pillars of support. Wisdom is hewing out her seven pillars. Pillars hold things up, and they beautify things. They're often made to to adorn and, and at the same time as holding up. So in this, he says, wisdom that is from above is first pure. Means it's it's no ulterior motives. It is it is transparent, it is pure, it is holy. And again, we're we're just gonna rush through these. Secondly, it is peaceable. There is an inner tranquility of spirit. The peace of God rules in the heart. We mentioned this last week. Thirdly, it is gentle. In other words, it is willing to yield the right of way is literally what it means. It may be translated in your Bible, meekness. It's willing to yield the right of way. In particular... It's how those in superior positions respond to those that are under them. So you notice this. Those in superior positions, how do they respond to those under them? They don't, they don't act like they're below them. They are willing to yield the right away. They um, don't wait for others to come to them. They go to them and so on. Fourthly, it is easy to be entreated. It is easily prevailed upon in the sense, doesn't mean they're weak and and that, but in relation to those that are over them in authority, they are easy to be appealed to. In other words, you're at work and your boss, if you have wisdom from above, your boss will know that he can come to you and say something to you that may be hard, but he know you'll, you'll receive it well. The wisdom will show up there because you see things from God's perspective. This is my authority. 
He is my boss. I understand the chain of command. I understand God's plan and purpose. Easy to be entreated. He is full of mercy and good fruits. His heart will be like Christ. He sees things from Christ's perspective. That's full of mercy. Rather than reaming people out, rather than, than being short and impatient and, and filled with self, he looks to alleviate the pain and minister comfort and help sharing mercy because we have been filled with mercy. Without partiality, undistinguished, impartial, not trying to distinguish himself from others, and not distinguishing in others, a humble spirit, and without hypocrisy, it says. Not an actor. It's the real deal. What you see is what you get. There's nothing hidden. And you know who recognizes an actor first and foremost? The family. A family recognizes the hypocrite first and foremost. Are we genuine? Are we real? Now, those are seven characteristics of wisdom that is from above. This is how wisdom will show up. It will show up in our daily life. Now, let me ask you, how much of your life are you seeing from God's perspective? The government, do you see it from God's perspective? Go read the Constitution. That'll help you see it from God's perspective. That's bending your ear toward the right things. The people that you live next to, are you seeing them from God's perspective? The things that have happened in your life, are you seeing them from God's perspective? Why did God allow this to come into my life? What is God's perspective? You may not be able to give a definitive answer, but if you're asking that, you're seeking. You may go through many pans of rocks before you find some silver or gold, but if you keep seeking, it will be found. It's not just, well, James says, ask of God and he'll give wisdom. I ask God to give me wisdom. Haven't been reading the Bible. Haven't been listening to anything good. Haven't been memorizing. Haven't been saturating in the Word of God. How come he's not giving me wisdom? He has given you wisdom. It's right here. He has given you wisdom in in the opportunity of, of the people he's put in your life, but you're not willing to listen to them. He has given you wisdom. Seeing things from God's perspective. Can you imagine the difference that there would be if we really started to have wisdom from above? I mean, it'd be revival is what it is. Seeing things from God's perspective. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would truly stir our hearts to get wisdom, and above all things, to get understanding. Lord, I pray that we would be vessels that would be filled with the wisdom that is from above. Not with the knowledge, not with the know-it-all, but Lord, that we would be pure and peaceable and gentle and easy to be entreated That we would be full of mercy and good fruits. 
that we would be in our care for others without partiality, and that we would be genuine and real without hypocrisy. So, Lord, we ask that you would help us to have a heart that desires to see things from your perspective and that that our appetite for that would would be such that it's never content until we see you face to face lord i pray that we would see every situation in our life every person you've allowed in our lives our time in history from your perspective, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand.